हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट 18 अर्बन इन्फ्लुएंसेस ऑन रूरल एरिया आवर टॉपिक इज पॉलिटिकल इन्फ्लुएंसेस पॉलिटिकल चेंजेस इन द विलेजेस हैव क्लोज रिलेशनशिप विद द प्रोसेसेस ऑफ चेंज टेकिंग प्लेस ड्यू टू इकोनॉमिक एक्टिविटीज अंडर अर्बन इन्फ्लुएंसेस however these changes are also affected by wider social and political forces administrative changes and democratic political institution impinged upon the traditional political organization if we analyze historically during the mughal and the british rules the traditional authority relations that is leading men from the dominant caste as custodians were given due recognition this was done keeping in mind maintaining of law and order till the decades of 30s this system prevailed where dominant caste exercised political control over other caste which many times was also based upon the judgmani or patron and client relationship during the national freedom movement and during the post independence period a lot of changes took place in the political structure of the villages part of this was due to awareness generated among various caste groups due to social movements such as arya samaj and brahmo samaj and partly because of the administrative and political changes introduced after independence the major changes came in relationship between the dominant and the subordinate caste when later had opportunity to become politically independent as has been described above this opportunity came with this part their participation not in traditional economy but outside of it further this led them to become partners in the new economy instead of remaining economically subservient to the dominant caste the change in economic status gave them more bargaining power this includes political domain as well the change was further influenced by privileging and benefits given to the so called backward caste as entitlements also this led to the emergence of a ruler middle class who had more bargaining power politically Similarly the introduction of panchayati raj and associated regulations gave villagers belonging to lower caste and class a voice along with voting rights this also provided opportunity to these caste to complete compete for positions of the power in the village setup this was also because control of panchayat meant access to the most important local resources such as land and other economic benefit that flow 
from development and welfare schemes. The ruling caste tries to derive the maximum benefits for its members. In the new political era, especially after the 60s, the new developments at village political level was that new political organization parties were formed on the basis of alliances between the groups or to be more precise on interest groups. This was a new development when one compares with this with the pre-independence era where it was based upon the patron-client relationship between the caste. Formation of interest groups across various caste groups meant that factionalization of caste took place, at least in case of the dominant caste. This implied that chances of settlement of disputes within traditional panchayat system becomes minimal, that is urban courts are approached for dispute settlements. This in the long run affects the so called moral order of traditional social structure. Now let us move to the next point, social influences. In any society, whether be it rural or urban, various aspects are interlinked with each other. Hence, changes in one aspect has its repercussions on the others as well. Similarly, even in case of rural areas, as has been described above, economic area is the first one where change is noticed but has its repercussions on traditional social structure as well. Moreover, a change in the one area of economic organization tends to affect another economic activity. For example, an analysis of Jajmani system of urban influenced village reveals that certain service relations are no longer bound by traditional constraints. In this regard, it is important to note that the service relationships in rural areas could be classified in three broad categories. Regular service relations arising out of occupational roles, independent occupational roles and the customary occupational roles. Same individual might be performing these rules, but the set of rules governing each of the above categories is different. Thus, a barber might have ceased to shave his judgments when village got integrated with urban economy and he became a daily commuter, but he still might be rendering customary services of massager on ceremonial occasions. The must feebled joint family system of rural areas is argued to have gone through tremendous changes under urban influences. It has been a general belief that with the changes 
in cropping pattern and occupational diversification there will be a breakup of joint family system into nuclear ones. However, evidence suggests contrary as you learnt in marriage, family and kinship. The economic compulsion has rather forced people to continue with the joint family system, albeit a recognition of wider kinship obligations. Sometimes it is in the economic interest of the villagers to continue living in joint family. This is also because of the complementary economic interest of common land holdings and job in urban market. As Arid has con concluded in his study of two Muslim villages on the outskirts of Dhaka. Family structure has shown considerable resistance to the forces of social change brought about by urban contact. Only those facets which are closely tied to the economic aspects of the urbanization seem to have undergone any change and even this is slight. The urban influence on rural areas has also been a factor in bringing about changes in traditional status based differentiation. In the rural areas traditionally status have been based on ownership of land. However, under new set this has lost much of its as. Now status makers are income, occupation, education. Modern occupation based on urban areas brings with its prestige and even there some are more prestigious than others. That is white collar workers are on higher pedestal than blue collar workers. Hence the caste identity which earlier defined the level of interaction between villagers seems to have realigned itself. Rather now the new status markers are bringing out new rules of interaction. In a sense this has created a sort of egalitarian grounds for the people to interact but at the same time created new types of social differentiation. In this context, it must also be noted that though there has been changes in the occupation association and at broader level changes in the lifestyle of people, but certain basic principles of caste differentiation still remains intact. Those premises are endogamy, rules of interdining that is commensality and ritual hierarchy at the local level. The recent developments in the rural-urban relationships however has highlighted the fact that same villages who have settled in urban areas are not very sensitive to rules of interdining and ritual hierarchy. Moreover, the endogamy is still very much prevalent 
and in some communities where it was relaxed slightly earlier are trying to reinforce with higher zeal. At these changes in some institutions and continuing with the traditional values in other institutions bring out the point that people in rural areas differentiate among several spheres of social system. That is in some respects they accept changes easily whereas in some others there is a quite a big resistance. But the fact of the matter is that as soon as changes are accepted in one domain it has its rippling effect in other domains as well, only the pace varies. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast. Music